Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Reform Dissenters. Thank you so much for listening to us or watching us today. Um, it's great to be back. It was a long, long break, but we're finally back, and it's very exciting to be here. All right. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined here in the wonderful state of South Dakota with my good friend, Joseph Lassiter. Hello. And we're also joined by my brother, Jacob Johnson, back home in Pennsylvania. Hello. All righty. So um, if you want to share this show, and we would really appreciate that, share this show with as many people as you possibly can. You can do that very easily by going to our website, which is trdshow.net, and uh, just grab that link, trdshow.net, and share it with as many people as you can. Help us spread the word about the Reform Dissenters show. We're really trying to uh, get the word out, and every friend you share it with is very helpful. So thank you so much for all of you that have already done that. If you haven't done that already, or if you did that a couple months ago, and you know some other people now who might be interested in seeing the show, go to trdshow.net, grab that link, and share it with as many people as you can. On that website, you'll find a list of links to all of the many platforms that we're on. So if we get censored on one of them, we've got a whole bunch of backups. So that is the plan anyways. Um, <clears throat> you can email the show at uh, trdshow at protonmail.com. And uh, that's where you can send information, data, questions, suggestions, or just words of encouragement. We love to hear uh, from our audience. And, and we personally read every single email and, and share it with the rest of the team. So we love getting emails from you. So if you just want to send an email and say hi, we would love to get that from you as well. If you're interested in hearing us do deep dives uh, into some of the current events or, or topics that we've talked about on the show uh, or maybe haven't talked about yet, um, you're going to have to do that uh, by following our pro, following us on our pro First Amendment platforms such as Gab, Gab TV, and Rumble. So you have to follow us there if you want to get um, additional content, additional videos. We want to help support some of the uh, pro First Amendment platforms. So the uh, best way to do that is to follow us on those platforms. Man, it was a long break. Uh, a lot of stuff happened. So uh, today's show is going to be a little bit different than uh, what we uh, have been doing up until this point. But we are kicking things off with a whole brand new theme starting this month. And our theme <clears throat> this month is, what does it really mean to be salt and light in this dark world? Again, what does it really mean to be salt and light in this dark world? Now, this is a huge topic. But we're really going to be breaking this down uh, a lot, especially with our new book, which we're going to talk about in a second. And um, it's th there's a lot involved, but there's a lot of practical things involved here. So I, I think this is probably going to be one of the most practical um, uh, months and potentially a little more than a month because of um, how, you know, we're, now we're one week off from January, you know, we're starting on the second week of January and, and we've got uh, additional chapters in this book that we really want to get through. So it might be a little bit more than a month. We might push this to two months, um, because there's just so much here. This is such a big topic and we really want to give it its due diligence and get through all of the amazing content that's in this book, but that's also in this subject and everything that the Bible has to say about this subject. There is a lot that we a need lot. to talk about a lot. So, <clears throat> all right. So I said today is going to be a little different. Um, let's talk about what today's episode is going to look like. First, we're going to kick it off with the current events of the week. And that's really going to be the most different segment. Um, because we were on break for so long, we have a lot of current events to catch up on and, and discuss briefly um, and make you aware of them in case you weren't aware of them. 
So uh, we're going to be doing that in a little bit of a different format. What I'm going to be doing is I have a list of approximately 10 headlines that I'm going to read off. And uh, Jake, Joe, and I are all going to discuss those headlines. And if they request additional information, I'll pull up the article and, and we'll dive into it uh, right here live. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting format, but I think it'll be a lot of fun. Have a lot of discussion about that, um, about the current events and get us all caught up on what is happening and what happened. So after that, as always, we're going to move into our literature of the month and we're starting with a whole brand new book to match our brand new theme and our book this month and potentially the next month as well, depending on how the scheduling goes. Our book is The Confessional County by Raymond Simmons. And if you're watching us, you can see uh, the book right here on the shelf. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, Jacob also has that on his shelf there as well. So um so I think we've already shared this on our Gab page. So if you don't have a copy of this book already, I would highly encourage you to go to our Gab page and pick up a copy. If you can't find the link um, to it, let me know. Uh, send us an email and I will send you the link to uh, grab a copy for yourself of this really, really awesome book. Uh, again, it's The Confessional County by Raymond Simmons is our book this month and potentially next month. <clears throat> but before we get to all of that stuff, we first have to talk about the verse of the week. And this verse is actually, um, it's, it's funny because our, our main theme, our main verse is Matthew 5.13, which talks about us being salt and light in this world. And that's actually the verse we talked about on our kickoff. Our, we talked about that in our kickoff episode, the very first episode we did. So this is a continuation of that verse, and it's Matthew 5.14 through 16. <clears throat> so the next two verses. So uh, the verses are, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light all in the house to, to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. So <clears throat> this is kind of a continuation of, like I just said, a continuation of Matthew 5.13, which talks about us, you know, being salt. Um, and then this talks about us being light. So salt and light, as we've discussed in the past, is salt is a preserving factor, preserving mineral, right? That actually was used to preserve meat um, while storing it or, or packaging it or, or whatever. Um, and as salt, we should be working as Christians to preserve our society, our culture, to preserve the countries that we are in as Christians. And that's what, th those are the tasks that we've been given to do. We are to preserve it. And also we are to be light. And this is a continuation of that as well. You are to be the light of the world. And as we've explained before, light is something that stands out, right? In a, in a dark place, when a light comes on, generally people turn and they look at it and they're intrigued wow, what was that light that I just saw, right? In this dark world, a light stands out and it draws your attention. And that's what God is calling us to be. In this world where um, pluralism and postmodernism and there is no absolute truth, where all of these things exist, we are to be lights. We are to stand out and people should turn and, and look at us and say, whoa, what, what's so different about you? I, I notice you're different, but I, I don't know what it is. Tell me why you're so different. And then we tell them, this is the God we worship. This is why we are different, because we have true wisdom, God's word. So um, we're going to be talking a lot about this theme, about this passage, about Matthew 5.13, Matthew 5.14 through 16, all throughout the next month and a half to two months. So, um, but I thought this was would be a really good verse to, to kick things off. 
So anything else that you guys want to add um, just to, to this conversation before we move on? Or is that kind of everything you were thinking? It's just very important to be the light of the world. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. I mean. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yes, indeed. All right. So with that in mind, um, later on, we're actually going to be talking about what that actually looks like. You know, we say salt and light. But a lot of times that's just a, it's just a, a picture in our mind, right? It's imagery, but what does it mean practically? So we're going to be talking a lot about that during the literature of the, of the month um, segment. So that's uh, practical things will be talked about a lot. Okay, let's get into our current events segment. So I'm going to just read through the headlines and feel free to, um, you know what? I'm just going to read all the way through them. And then we'll loop back. And if you guys, I'll ask each of you to draw out what you thought your favorite headline was or the headline that stood out to you the most um, or the most interesting or the most crazy. Um, and we'll talk about that. We'll dive into that one a little bit more and um, we'll play them off each other a little bit too. Okay, so I kind of have these in segments or in collections, little groups. So first group is what happened with COVID-19, right? There's always new stuff happening with COVID-19. And in the last month and a half, um, there was so much that happened. So we really, we, we have to talk about what happened with COVID-19. Uh, my first headline, lockdown policies and mask mandates linked with lower IQ in children, according to a psychiatrist, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so there's actually studies now that show that masks are linked to lower IQ. It does make sense. And we can talk about that a little yeah. bit later. Yeah, 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 for sure. Lack of oxygen, a lot, lot of factors at play, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, and I think also lack of, of um, social cues, mm -hmm. right? Seeing people's faces and, and losing that development of seeing people's faces and a whole half of their face yeah. is just blocked off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy stuff, but we can definitely come back to that. Um, okay, next headline, thousands facing heart problems due to, and <laughs> this next bit is hilarious. Okay, this is liberal news. Okay, this is... I mean, they're, they're just making this stuff up. <laughs> so this next part of their headline is absolutely hilarious. The, the, the lie that they're pushing, but thousands facing heart problems due to post pandemic stress disorder. Really? What? Really? Stress. So all wow. of the heart issues, myocarditis issues, um, inflammation, which is myocarditis, heart inflammation, all of these sorts of things, they're now pretending like. It's just part of stress. It's not the vaccine at all. It's it's not the therapeutics at all. Uh, uh, look away from that. Uh, stress, stress, stress. Look over here. That's the distraction now. Look at stress. That's the issue. Um, so the overt lie here is just, I mean, it would be hilarious, but it's sad because so many people are going to fall for that and actually believe that it's stress. So they're going to look at the statistics. They're going to see that heart issues are going up and they're going to believe it's just, it's just stress. That's all it is. Just stress. People are locked in their homes you know, whatever. It's just stress. It's not that they're getting injected by an experimental chemical by the millions. Uh, all right. Next article headline. Florida Surgeon General says Biden administration is actively preventing distribution of monoclonal antibody treatment amid Omicron surge. Wow. I want to come back to that one myself personally. Um, and this one was actually shared by Steve Dace, which I, I think is really cool. It's a really interesting, um, um, article to look at, but a study from Spain actually shows negative efficacy, negative e efficacy when vaccinating those with natural 
immunity. Very interesting uh, study to look at. And I'm going to be sharing, again, I'm going to be sh sharing all of these resources with you um, in the description. So if you're, if you're a podcast listener, you can find those in the description as well as if you're watching on YouTube, Rumble, Gab, Odyssey, whatever. So definitely look these up. I think that one, study from Spain, you're going to want to look into that one because there's a lot of fancy terms and fancy words to wade through and it, it would take a lot of time on my part. So I just wanted to recap some of these so I didn't have time to delve into it as much as I'd like to. But I did want to share the word so you guys can look at this because I think that's really important to note. Um, okay. So we have a decision here. We can keep on going. I have, uh, that's the end of my COVID-19 headlines, or we can stop and discuss those before I move on. What do you, what do you guys think? I'm guessing you didn't get an article, article about Fluorona, did you? I did not. What oh. is that? Fluorona, if I'm not, I haven't done a whole lot of research. I just keep seeing it all over the news. And that's, if I'm not mistaken, it's a, it's a mix of, flu and covid now there there's this new strand of it's a flu and a covid all wow. in one uh, really mm -hmm. that's really interesting wow. have you read about it at all jake come across no it? i have not okay it was in our local news and it was wow a big headline for um a fluorona um wave is going through now wow that's crazy We'll have to look I, into that. Yeah, I, if, if I can find a supporting, you know, find an article, mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll see if I can share that in the description too. That's that's really crazy. Whenever I read it, it really reminded me of the song Cuella de Vil. Oh, really? <laughs> it, it, it has that ring to it. Florona. <laughs> that is that is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, what about you, Jake? Did you want to pause real quick and bring up one of those or keep on moving? Uh, I would keep on moving. Um yeah, definitely a lot of stuff with COVID has has happened. Yeah. It I it's going to continue to still happen cuz they're <laughs> just going to milk this yeah. as much as they possibly can. Ah, uh, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, and I I totally I understand that feeling too. Like a part of me is like do we need to really keep re like reporting and and talking about this COVID madness or should we finally just let it go and treat it as the the common cold that it is? Um which, by the way, there's another article that I forgot to – I wanted to include it in here, but I completely forgot just because there's so many articles. Um, so many things happen. But uh, there's researchers in the UK now that are literally saying this is just – it's another common uh, illness. It's another virus that's just going to be out there, and we just need to deal with it. We need to stop treating it like it's an emergency and just move on with our lives mm -hmm. because we are nearing the – I mean, honestly, by most approximations, most doctors are saying and most uh, officials – if you want to trust the officials – a lot of them now are saying we are at the end of the pandemic phase of this thing. We're done. We're out of it. Let's move on now. Okay, it's over. It's a finally reached it's finally reached a variant Omicron which spreads quickly, sure. So does the flu, so does the cold, but it doesn't bring with it the adverse side effects that everyone was freaking out about about COVID-19. So, isn't that good? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh doesn't that mean that our bodies are actually functioning the way that god designed them to function right they beat it off the virus can't uh harm us as much as it could before so it has to mutate to survive it gets weaker to survive so that it can slip past our immune systems and then finally when our immune systems pick it up they kill it and we have very little adverse side effects i mean that's kind of what we want right <laughs> isn't that the point of this whole thing no so it's about that money yeah it is it is about the money you're very very mm -hmm. true Yep, that's very true. Okay, cool. Well, 
at the behest of my two co-conspirators, we'll move on. <laughs> All right, so uh, next on my list, ugh, guess what day in January happened to pass? <laughs> Are you talking about January yeah, 6th? January oh! 6th. Yes, I so, heard so, so many wonderful things about January 6th. So we've had fake President Biden in <laughs> office for a whole year now? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. yeah, yep. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, a year and hope, a few days. Yeah, any hope for actually uh, having a true presidency and a real election died this day, or <laughs> what is it, three days ago? This is January 9th, three days ago on uh, in 2021, so... Brilliant. So to commemorate the occasion, every liberal news source produced a cacophony of lies and and straight up insanity uh, and, and bile. And it's just, yeah, so we'll see if we can get through these. Okay, first on the list, and this is probably the worst, um, Apple News created a spotlight, which is essentially a collection of opinion pieces mixed with various news articles, if you want to call them that, titled, What Happens Next? One year later, America still grapples with the aftermath aftermath of the COVID, uh, oh, hold on, Capitol riot. Yeah, COVID. I've got COVID on the brain. Uh, with the aftermath of the Capitol riot. With a subheading that read, we have to make sure that no one forgets. And there are literally... People who are equating this with 9-11. What? Remember the terrorist attack where multiple planes were commandeered and, and were crashed into buildings full of people? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, that was the January 6th event, really? How many really? lives did we lose in 9-11 compared <laughs> yes. to COVID-19? Exactly. Um, I don't remember. Or uh, the Capitol, yeah. Yeah. January 6th, yep. Yep. But, or yeah. even, or even the alleged uh, summer of love. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, I, I did a deep dive on that um, a couple months back. So, yeah. yep, yep. Didn't we only have nine casualties on January sixth? Or... I think it was literally three. Okay. And two of them yeah. were stre yeah. were heart, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they went into cardiac arrest, I believe, and one of them was shot by the Capitol officers for seemingly no reason. She was crawling through a window in a wall like he was way bigger than her he had his capital police buddies around him it, it was just not necessary at all all right so there's that one <laughs> we're not gonna get through these are we <laughs> no bruce bruce <laughs> you need to go <laughs> all right next january 6th detainee now this is someone who was illegally arrested mind you they, they've been in prison for i think almost a year um, I forget the exact time. I think it was a month or two after this actually happened. So maybe February of March of last year. Um, they were arrested. No charges. A lot of them have been sitting in a jail without uh, access to lawyers. Some of them have access to lawyers, as this one does. I'm about to talk about. But many of them don't. Um, it's insane, the situation. It is horrifying that this is actually happening in America. Please. Um, Please tell me the media blew up and said, this person's a racist, this person's <laughs> an X, Y, and well, Z. actually worse because this is from, um, I think this is The Blaze and, uh, oh, it's the Epoch Times. And it says, January 6th, detainee at risk of dying from lack of medical care, according to his attorney. Risk of dying for lack of medical care. And they've not been brought up on a charge. They've I'm not been 
faced with a an actual uh what is it speedy trial i think is in the constitution right isn't that a thing it's uh, access to a speedy trial right um none of that has happened and they are at risk of dying from lack of medical care i wonder if there's gonna be a lawsuit eventually on that Mm, i hope so Mm -hmm. i hope the family sues the heck out of these people yep So there's that. Lovely stuff. Um, Next, feds finally admit to running secretive DOJ commandos at January 6th Trump protest. Yes, that's not the Babylon Bee. Let me read that again. The feds, the FBI, the federal government finally admits to running secretive DOJ commandos at January 6th Trump protests. Insanity. They are literally admitting that they were at least in some way responsible for what happened, for the violent atrocities that happened. And finally, just to lighten the mood, because some of this stuff is insane. Um, This is the Babylon Bee article. 9-11 memorial to be replaced with more important January 6th memorial. Again, 9-11 memorial to be replaced with more important January 6th memorial. (laughs) I just, I just love that. Um, because unfortunately it kind of just sounds like it's true. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what? I, I could see that happening. I could see them literally replacing, um, the nine 11 Memorial with a January 6th Memorial. Yeah. That's yeah. Sad. We're at that point. Yep. Well, before we move on to my final segment, anything else you guys want to add? All right. Well, any of those what, you wanted to go back to? What has America gotten to? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as we're about to discuss today, um, we're going to talk about the sit, sit rep, right? Uh, the situation report. And it gets even bleaker in, in that sit rep. But um, essentially, this is the result. And, you know, the, uh, Richard Simmons, or I'm sorry, Raymond Simmons is, is going to talk about why we're here. The, the fundamental issues at the root, the cause of all of this. And it should come as no surprise to you that they're sin problems. They are sin issues on a fundamental level, starting with the individual. And they come from A, a lack of understanding of the church or, or of, of scripture. B, a lack of, of proper teaching on the church's part. A lot of this comes back to that. You know, it kind of reminds me of in Sunday school, we were talking about how the church was getting soft. Our churches have gotten soft back um yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't remember the time period, but when um, Islam was getting pretty popular mm, and yeah. wiping up our taking over countries, yeah, the church was getting very soft at that point. Yep, yep. And it's still soft today. Yeah, it's it's come full circle. Yep. And instead of learning from the past, they just get weaker and weaker. Yeah, they yeah. they are the salt that has lost its taste. Mm, yep, yep. Very good. Yeah. Man. definitely <laughs> all right um anything you want to add jake before we move on nope okay nope, that was it. <laughs> all righty <laughs> okay um so i've labeled this next section as miscellaneous uh, it's only two articles but oh good. Uh, they don't oh what's that yeah <laughs> i was like oh good all right um but i couldn't really think of anything that like tied them together really well so i just wanted to mention them because i think they're both important um one is um Biden signs $768 billion defense spending bill into law. I'll repeat, 
Biden signs $768 billion defense spending bill into law. And that one, I would really encourage you to look into that one. I was reading that, I think it was um, yesterday. I think he did this back in December sometime. Oh, yeah, December 27th. Um, and they literally talk about uh, this act, this sweeping act. And, of course, I am locked out of my account. So, oh, well. But I, I think it's called the National Defense Authorization Act. It literally happens every year. And it's happened for the past six decades. That's 60 years. Six zero. Six decades. Every single year, this act passes. And they bump up the spending every single year in different ways. Is it so we can – it's the defense, right? Yeah. Well, it's, that's what they is claim. It, is it, but it's it's anything but. If you actually read through it, it's, it's insane. So is that why a lot of our uh, uh, dollars went to the tanks that were – Tanks and aircraft that was over in uh, Afghanistan, oh, in Taliban, and that yeah, we right. that we left, and yeah. so now they have to recuperate yeah. more money yeah. because they just let it be there. Yeah. Yep. Utter insanity. Um, so, there's that. It shows the government doesn't know how to take care of its weapons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Which probably. Um, explains why they should never have them in the first place why that is not the federal government's responsibility that is the state's responsibility individually through militias not a federal standing army the constitution did not want that it it, it did not set up a federal standing army it, the founders said that that was the bane of liberty and biblically speaking a federally centralized standing army is not condoned biblically so and we see one possible route of where that goes, but another is exactly what is happening in China. Their military is being used against them. That's what will happen when you have a giant, massive, massive institution, the military, that is only, its only purpose is to serve the people above it. It is compartmentalized, so they don't know where the orders are coming from. They don't know why they're being given the orders that they are. They're told, go and shoot, and they do it, because that's what they're trained to do. And eventually, that will be turned on us. That will be turned on the citizens of America. That is why we should not have, one of the many reasons why we should not have, a centralized, massive standing army on a federal level. It should be localized. It should be state militias that band together in time of need but anyways that's a whole nother topic um next article okay this I, I mean i've started to have some newfound respect for elon musk i mean it's like every week another article comes out about something that elon musk has said and i'm like dude i think you might be wow he, he might be on a on a good track here um so Elon Musk, mark my words, Elon Musk bucks leading smart people with warning about birth rate. So he, he's literally warning that there are not enough people on the earth, that we need more people now. Um, he's warning that the environmental problems that these people claimed would happen aren't going to happen. And it's going to actually doing what we're doing, reducing the population is actually leading to some major issues. And I, I think when I originally... Um, put this together, I, I read from, um, I was reading Genesis, and God literally told people, go and multiply. Spread throughout the earth and multiply. That's what he's told, he told people to do. Um, 
So these insane people that are saying, we need to cut back on the population by murdering babies and by um, injecting people. I mean, Bill Gates literally injected people in Africa with a vaccine that sterilized an entire population so that now they can't have children. Redu effectively reducing the population in Africa. Bill Gates. The entire country of Africa? No, large, oh, okay, okay. Uh, a portion of it. Okay, good, yeah. because I'm like, that just means more land that's going to be not habited. Yep, more, more land. Oh, more land to buy up, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because the government's going to want to get their hands on yeah. more land. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, anything else that uh, you want to add to that, Jake, Joe? Anything else? No. Yeah, I really um, <clears throat> I I understand the Elon Musk thing. It's really really interesting that he's uh, come out of that. Uh, well, he's he's said that kind of stuff, and I think it's really really cool. But that at least there's one mm. uh, big tech corporation where the the uh, head person of it is actually smart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for reals. Yeah, entirely unexpected, I think. <laughs> but moving, uh, he's moved his base of operations, you know, to Texas. He's he's doing some really interesting stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know that he's doing it all for the right reasons, but I don't know. At least he's kind of thinking. At least he's realized that California is not a place to be, you know. His motivations aren't Christian, so it, they can't be counted as fully wisdom, you know, entirely wise, but... Uh, financially speaking and uh, politically speaking, at least, I think he's he's going down the right track. So it's about as much as you can say. Um, yeah, cool. It's well, better than nothing. Yeah, it is better than nothing. That's right. Definitely. All right, cool. So yeah, I I hoped uh, I hope you guys liked kind of what we did with this with this little bit of a recap. Um, and hopefully we touched on some of the most important things that uh, interested you. But um, if you had questions about any of the articles, if you have anything you want to add, any additional articles, you know, let me know. And um, and you can do that by sending us an email, <laughs> trdshow at protonmail.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have additional articles or data you'd like to share with us. Um, and with that, we're going to move on to the literature of the month segment. So... Um, I forgot to change the name of it here in my, <laughs> in my notes, but, uh, anyways, the, the name of it is, um, The Confessional County by Raymond Simmons. And, uh, this week we read chapters one and two. So The Confessional County by Raymond Simmons. And, um, I'm going to give a little bit of a brief introduction, um, uh, when it comes to my turn, we'll cycle through and, um, I'll just kind of introduce what. Simmons gives as his introduction for what the book is about. Um, but for now, we're just going to go with our usual question and answer flow. And um, Jake, we'll start with you. And uh, the question is, what did you find most interesting about the chapters? So something that I found interesting, and this is the uh, start, start of the book and how it, how it brings, uh, how it starts all this, this topic uh, but it starts out with uh, talking about military strategy. Hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. And I wanted to point out a couple of things in which I found interesting. Uh, the first being uh, this idea of military strategy uh, and how that relates to our battle in the world as Christians. Hmm. Yeah. It is interesting to think of this 
uh, military strategy being a part of the Christian life and walk. Hmm. Um, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it is backed up, and and I think it's for the majority is backed up by uh, this sort of warlike language that we find uh, talked about in the Bible against sin and Satan. And as Bruce was saying before, a lot of these issues in our culture are because of sin. Mm. And if you boil yeah. it all down to the basic, what, what, what is the main problem? And so that, that should be our fight. When, when God talks about us fighting against Satan and sin, this is our fight, you know? Yeah. Um, second is that uh, Mr. Simmons talks about how we are going to have we are going to have to start small, mm, yeah. And how it's not going it's not going to become this large immediate thing overnight. Yes. And how we we want it to start small because it's easier to control it when it's small, and then we can build out from there. Mm. Now he was talking about a local uh, Christendom. Yes. Where nice. The county commissioner would know the people and would be able to better, uh, you know, make law, not make laws, but um, would be better able to do what county commissioners do. I don't necessarily know exactly <laughs> what they do, yeah. but so our fight and our battle against this world's ideology is not one that is able to be done overnight. This is a course of action that will not be quick. So don't be discouraged if you don't see immediate change. Yes, nice. I'm uh, I'm really glad you included that uh, that quote. I was thinking of including that myself, but I didn't exactly know where that would fit. So that was that was really good. I'm I I like that um, that in, that encouragement because I think that happens to a lot of people. They talk about some of this stuff and start working towards actually. Um, actually doing it, putting into putting it into place, trying to fix things and be salt in society, but then they get discouraged because after a while, it's just very slow going. It's an arduous task, and it's one that you just have to keep going and keep working, trudging along, and um, being encouraged and knowing that it will happen eventually. So thank you for bringing that up, Jake. All right, Joe. All right, well, the f I have to say... I'm, I'm going kind of along the lines of what Jake was saying on strategy and military strategy. I, I did a, um, whenever I was reading the book, I saw the word strategy pop up a lot of times. So I just mm. started, I went back and I was like, okay, I have to put a mark every time I found, found the word <laughs> strategy or a synonym for strategy. In the end, for the first chapter alone, it was 23 times it was mentioned. So it, wow. Obviously, I I had to mention it because <laughs> nice. it, it it was it was yeah. big on strategy. Anyway, I also like how Simmons states that the Bible has a strategy, and let alone God has a strategy for life. On page four, he he writes the ways where God speaks things into exist uh, existence. There was only one mean, God Himself. Otherwise, He would not have created. Ex nihil, nihil, yeah. yeah, nihilo, which means out of nothing. <clears throat> hmm. I I did that research. Um, nice. Yeah. So um, and then 
the and continuing the quote, the end was a uh, creation so good that God was willing to kick back and enjoy it. He, he <laughs> day of worked rest, yeah, six days, and then he was able to <clears throat> sit back, relax, and enjoy what he had created, like mm. a potter who creates his pottery, or I, I don't yeah. know, maybe you and you creating a um, website and right. then sitting back. Oh, <laughs> that was great. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, <clears throat> electricians do it all the time, too. <laughs> um, I'm sure Jake does it as cooking. <laughs> sits down and enjoys the meal, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, there's a, a strategy in making something, and then you can um, enjoy it in the mm, end. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that God has designed this whole universe, the sun and the earth, the universe in its entirety is mind-blowing i mean if you think about if the earth was a little bit closer to the sun we would burn up or or if we were further away we would freeze Mm. um it's just god god again had that strategy of or and thought process of where everything is going to go and it's a very strategic strategic position yeah like how the moon affects our tides hmm. yeah. it's, it's crazy something that far out can can <laughs> yes, affect our, our earth so much yeah um and with the end coming there's there's a strategy for the end coming for it says in first Thess- thessalonians 5 2 for you yourself know perfectly that the day of the lord so comes as a thief in the night so even with that so even with that verse, it states clearly that God has a strategy for everything. And I've said that, like, I don't know, maybe tw- over 23 times <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Just um, like the word strategy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I just was on fire whenever that nice. word came up and, yeah. and I was reading that <clears throat> chapter. With all these examples that I have stated, I, I am saying that we need to look at our, our strategy in our government. What mm. are we doing to help our government? Yeah. How are we better further the kingdom of God? Mm. And bottom line is we need to look at our own strategies in our own life, in our own government, because if God is not, maybe this is the wrong analogy, and maybe Bruce, you might be able to help <laughs> me or Jake, yeah. um, but <clears throat> if the Bible is not our foundation and pretty much saying our Bible is also not our strategy. Mm. We'll, we'll fall. We'll fall yeah. Yeah. desperately, and we'll fall into the temptation of sin. We'll, we're going to be just like how the earth is right now and government is right now, mm. crumbling, if yep. our strategy and our rock is not God. Yeah. I think I used a, a good analogy. No, that was great. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, so <clears throat> that is, that's all I had, and, and it was yeah. just... Strategy is important. Yes, I love it. Love it. That's fantastic. Cool. Thank you very much, Joe. All right. Um, so my answer, the, the question is, what did you find most interesting about the chapters? I'm going to answer that question, but I'm also going to kind of introduce the book as well. Um, and I think this is good because the, the name can be like a little confusing, the confessional County, you know, what does that mean? Uh, the subtitle I think is really good. And it says realizing the kingdom through local Christendom, Mm -hmm. realizing the kingdom through local Christendom. And that's kind of what the whole book is about. 
And um, I realized that local Christendom is not a, a common term. It, it wasn't really to me either until I started reading through this book. Um, but uh, we're going to be talking about that at the end of the episode today, or at least I'm going to be talking about it. Jacob mentioned it earlier. Um, it's a really good term to remember, though, because it implies a lot of things. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit as well. Um, so these two chapters were filled with so many interesting things, but I want to first mention a few things he brought up in the introduction, the introduction ep uh, uh, chapter episode. Yeah, right. The introduction <laughs> episode of the book. Um Raymond Simmons starts by discussing something called the Benedict Option. Simmons believes that the Benedict Option is a great approach to restoring our culture to its Christian roots. On page two of the introduction, Simmons says, The Benedict Option is a book written by Rod Dreyer in 2017. It calls for a strategic withdrawal to set up Christian communities. According to Dreyer, the culture has gone too far, and it's time to regroup... Um, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry, and it's time to regroup. Dreyer recommends we stop wasting energy piling up sandbags uh, to stop the flood. Rather than fighting the current structure, and then this is Dreyer's quote, we should instead work on building communities, institutions, and networks of resistance that can outwit, outlast, and eventually overcome the population. And that's the end of Dreyer's quote. Um, this is the rest of Simmons' quote. He says that it is time for Christians to build rather than reform. And I agree with him, end quote. Uh, and, you know, I'll stop there. It Actually, it's, it's kind of interesting because this is kind of the idea behind uh, Martin Luther, right? When it came to uh, reforming the church, right? All he wanted to do was he just wanted to fix it on the inside, right? He wasn't willing to completely let go. He just, he's like, all right, there are a lot of issues. There's a long list of things. But you know what? I'm still going to sit here in the Catholic church and try and fix it from the inside, uh, which ended up creating a whole different, system of belief, Lutheran, you know, Lutherism, uh, Lutherans, um, and still kind of missed the mark, right? So, but the rest of the reformers, you know, um, kind of took that and, and ran with it and said, nope, you know what? Catholic Church is just too far gone. We're going to split. We're going to fix what they got wrong. We're going to get the doctrines right, biblically speaking, look at scripture, make that our foundation, and then go from there. And we're going to start a new church, start new and that's kind of the same idea here. Given this perspective, our next steps are to figure out what needs to be built and in what ways. We should be attempting to figure out what exactly a biblical society looks like. As a church, we should be asking the question, how do we bring the truths of scripture into our society and rebuild it in the way that God wants it to be rebuilt? This task can seem quite daunting at first. Uh, we have a tendency to look at our current world and society and think, it's all falling apart. Why should we even try to put it all back together? But at the same time, Simmons begins to discuss the differences between a sit rep, what he calls a sit rep situation report, and what he calls a strategic outlook or our long-term strategy. A sit rep is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's a report on our current situation. Um, a sit rep of today's society might paint a rather bleak picture. We see atrocities such as gay marriage being legalized by law. We see solid churches shriveling up and we see entire generations of children being indoctrinated in horrifically evil ideas and philosophies. However, on page two in the introduction, Simmons says eschatology is trajectory on a grand scale. It's where God is taking this whole thing 
and eschatology is, in one sense, more important than our current laws and cultural practices. If we know where we're going, we can make better decisions today, even in a defiled land. Trajectory of the eschatology sort will also affect our motivation. If we see failure on the horizon, our human hearts will not be as courageous as if we see victory. A positive view of our eschatology, particularly, particularly in an earthly, tangible sense, increases our level of comfort. Uh, I'm sorry, our level of effort, end quote. Later in his introduction, Richard Simmons goes on to provide a little more background of the goal he's attempting to reach with his book. He says, trajectory is more important than current status. This leads me to my next point. Structure is more important than trajectory. This is because structure determines trajectory. How a society is built matters greatly. It is, uh, is it built with a covenantal structure with God, or is it built upon any one of the many humanist ideas? Here is my first challenge in this book. This is still Simmons' quote, by the way. Here is my first challenge in this book. I aim to prove that the core problems of our culture are structural. The U.S. slowly developed into a plus, uh, pluralistic state with autonomous laws, but that is the wrong structure. The structure we really need is comprehensive Christianity. We need everything built upon Jesus Christ and his law. Therefore, we don't just need a reboot. We need a whole new operating system. The most important structure we need is covenant, and social confessionalism is a way to get that, end quote. So there was a lot there, <laughs> but hopefully that kind of like gave you a um, idea for what this book is about. And hopefully you see as clearly as we do how, how this connects to our theme, right? Being salt and light, preserving our culture, standing out um, other nations, getting other nations to turn and look at us and say, whoa, well, that, that, that nation is doing some amazing stuff. What God do they worship, right? That's what we're trying to do. And this is the is one of the best ways to do it this is and from richard uh, raymond simmons perspective and i tend to agree with him this is the most biblical way of doing this and we're going to get into um specific strategies in just a second all right moving on to the next question what did you find most surprising something you hadn't considered that way before and jake we'll start with you so something that uh didn't consider this way before was um and it was brought to light uh in chapter two uh but mr simmons was generally saying that our society had since our society has accepted homosexuality it is because god gave gave us up uh it is not that god gave us up because mm. we accepted homosexuality it's a result but yeah yes yeah so home us accepting homosexuality is because God gave us up. Mm, yeah. And uh, I think this leads back to the church. And if the church compromises on issues, so if if we're saying that, well, if, if it's not uh, sexuality, <clears throat> if it's not homosexuality that made God give us up, then where do we go back to see where... God gave us yeah. up. What's the core problem? And, right, right. And I would say that goes back to the church <sighs> becoming complacent and the church uh, compromising yeah. on issues. And so if we refuse to stand up, 
as members in the church, uh, then God will give us up. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Thank you. Yep. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely, I think a lot of it falls back on, and we, we talk a lot about the church because that's where a lot of the issues are. And, and it should be the easiest place to start because pastors are already primed and ready to fix it, right? To, to start preserving culture again, they're in a position to perfect, they're in a perfect position to do that. Um, but really it's, it's them. And it's also on the individual level and it's also on the family level. You know, these things start at the bottom and they bubble up, but yeah, the church is a big reason, uh, plays a big role in our society and, and should play a big role in our society. And because they've dropped the ball, because they refuse to stand strong and because they refuse to get involved and actually get into society and start working on fixing things. That's a big reason of why we're here. Not, not the only reason, but a, a very big reason. Yep. Thank you, Jake. It was really good to bring up. All right, Joe. You know, the, the idea of God giving up on us is really hit back back to the Noah's flood and mm. how a lot of people were were sinning. And so the flood came and wiped out nearly everybody except Noah and his family. Mm. But yeah. on this particular issue that's what happened with sodom and gomorrah mm. they they were destroyed um, yeah. destroyed by fire fire yep. and brimstone yep and it was because the one of the main things was because of this issue mm. um yeah. now to answer my part of the question of what did i find surprising and it was the thing that i found surprising in chapter two was the survey that was done in october 2020 that states yes. 70%, 70% of Americans now support um, yeah. sodomite uh, marriages. And mm. I'm going to say sodomite because mm. I th I'm thinking that if you use the word gay marriage, mm. it, it goes like the hand in hand when we were talking about um, public schools versus indoctrination <laughs> camps yeah. or fetus and clump of cells compared to baby yeah. it really the the newer meanings just d um d what i'm, I'm thinking yeah. of a word yeah um desensitize yes desensit mm. thank you desensitizes mm. us to what it actually is and you have to think about what okay what was the actual word for this certain act right so going on i'm gonna say sodomite marriages yeah. and Continuing on, and that was found on page 9 and 10. The, the reason why the whole United States now legalized, again, sodomite marriages is because of the Obergate, Obergate, um, no, Ober Obergfell or something? Yeah, Obergfell, I think is how you pronounce it. That's how <laughs> I'm going to go with it. That's, yeah, that works. <laughs> uh, versus Hodges court case back in 2015. Mm. As of 2021... 24 countries out of 88 countries have legalized this type of marriage. Wow, only 24. Only 24. And can you think about, if you think about it, back from Sodom and Gomorrah time frame hmm. to um, Christ, Christ dying on the cross to now 2022. Wow, it's 2022. I know. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot to say, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> um, 
just the thought process of gay marriage or sodomite marriages are legalized only in 24 countries out of 88 88 countries that mm. should really raise a couple flags at least it did when i was doing some of this research last semester because of my sociology class <laughs> um hey what do you know it's paying off look at that it, it is paying off i mean <laughs> can't complain there um but can we even really call this a marriage mm. i don't think we really can call this a marriage because back in our I see back. I yeah. I'm gonna say back in Genesis two verse twenty four, it states, "Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and join to his wife, and they shall be one flesh." The the uh, marriage and and joining together to become a family. That that's it's between a man and a woman mm. not a man and a man not a woman yeah. and a woman not a man and the dog throwing <laughs> that out there um <laughs> you know this is a crazy world it's 2022 now <laughs> <laughs> sorry um but it says a man uh the a man shall leave his father and mother to be joined with his wife and i think that it's very important to remember that it's it's not saying at all where it says man and man or woman and woman. Yeah. Yep. Um, it definitely yeah it definitely doesn't say man and man shall be one flesh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to think about that. Never mind. <laughs> now uh, on page nine, he does state that the federal court system overreach has made it a law of the land even though the supreme court doesn't even make laws hmm. which, which is kind of funny because yeah. the the entire reason why we have the checks and balances the um well, let's see I, i'm try, the the federal government the state government the legislators are supposed to create the laws hmm. and then the judicial is supposed to be um Judging a based on those laws, I think is the right term I want to use. Mm. Uh, but they they're supposed to hold people to those laws while the legislative system is supposed to make the laws. So it's kind of interesting how the the what was it the Supreme Court, the court system is making a law able to make a law in this instance. Mm. Yeah. That that's just what stuck out to me. <clears throat> I'm I'm kind of into this topic ever since my sociology yeah. teacher was like, <laughs> "We need to be more accepted." Oh goodness! Um, into these people, I'm wow. like, "Okay, yep." Research of why, why, and why, and how. <laughs> yeah. All right, and that's my my answer to question two. Did I answer that? I think so. Okay, okay. Pretty if, good. If you think I answered, then I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Very good. Um, cool. Well, my answer, and I'll, I'll try and get through this kind of quickly. Oops. Um, no, 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 no worries. Talk away. <laughs> I've been told I talk too much. So, oh, okay. You know, this is actually, this is good for me, Joe. Oh, okay. Good. All right. <clears throat> um, okay. So in chapter one, uh, Simmons begins to discuss strategies, specifically outlining the types of strategies provided through scripture. But he also notes that there are occasions for us to utilize certain strategies discovered by secularists, since most of them actually have their roots in God-given strategies. On page three, he says, we should be willing to use principles of strategy discovered, not developed, by the secularists. <clears throat> if, for no other reason, uh, we should read them because our enemies do. 
As useful as secular ideas of strategies are, however, the Bible is our all-sufficient war book. Paul Mitchell Raymond writes, uh, this is still Simmons' quote, but uh, here's Raymond's quote, All strategies and tactics must have a moral foundation based in scripture, if they are to have any legitimacy and lasting impact. End quote of uh, Paul Michael Raymond. (laughs) Um, That is our goal here. To see where scripture provides not only a way of out of curses, but on, uh, wait a minute, not only a way out of curses, not only a way to survive, but a way to secure generational blessings and ultimately to have the whole world recognize Christ and his law, end quote. <clears throat> on page four, Simmons expands on his idea and states that since the fall, the Bible is in one sense a strategic companion of God, reversing the uh, let's see, reversing the curse and bruising the head of Satan. God's grand strategy is the redemption of His elect and all creation through Jesus Christ. And then he quotes Colossians uh, chapter one verse twenty, and having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. By Him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. End quote. Uh, And that's the end of that passage. Sorry. Uh, This is a continuation of Simmons' quote. Let's not miss the all things and the earth shown here to be part of God's campaign. End quote. On pages four, five, and six, Simmons takes some time to introduce a specific strategy called local Christendom. And we've mentioned that before. And Jake mentioned that. I mentioned it. Um, It's part of the subtitle of the book. You know, this is obviously something that's very, very important. I'm going to talk about this in just a second in my last answer um, when we get to that in the next question. Um, But he he takes some time to talk a little bit about local Christendom. He states that local Christendom is a uh, sub-strategy that supports God's grand strategy of redemption. The entomology of Christendom means Christ has dominion in time and space here on earth. I am proposing, this is still Simmons' quote, that local Christendom is a way of kingdom advancement and that it is possible to achieve in our own lifetime or at least our children's lifetime. Rather than, rather than fighting the culture head on, we march around it. This is an attack on Satan by plugging in officially covenantally, geophysically, to Christ before the United States is wholly Christianized, end quote. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, I think, actually, I'm sorry, I don't include, <laughs> that's all I wanted to say at this point about local Christendom, but in a, in a, you know, a couple future chapters, this, this comes up a lot. This is kind of one of the overarching themes of this book. So we're going to talk a lot more about that in you know future episodes but local christendom hopefully we've kind of introduced you to that term and you're familiar with it we're going to be getting more into that um in future episodes so all right final question here we go can we do it we're gonna get through it here we go all right this uh i thought this was gonna be a short episode i don't I, no, I don't think at this point no. that's possible for us to do a shorter episode less than an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well, it's it's all good stuff. So as long as the audience isn't mad at us, I think we're okay. <laughs> and if we're giving good information and the audience yes. likes it. Yes, exactly. Can't really complain. And if they're mad at us, you know, whatever, you know. Then we'll just have to figure it out. How to do it. <laughs> then watch it in two sittings. I mean, come on. All right. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> here's the last question. What part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? And our theme, brand new theme, so I'll restate it here as I always do. Here's a new theme. What does it really mean to be salt and light in this dark world? What does it really mean to be salt and light 
in this dark world. And Jake, take it away. Alrighty, so I think the first question that we should be asking here is, why should we be mm. salt and light in this Ooh, dark world? I like it. And I think, Different angle. And I think the very, very first thing that should be set out here is that, well, because God God calls us to. That, that's, that's, that's the <laughs> that's obvious good first step. one there. Yep. <laughs> um, but, and, but the first uh, thing that I wanted to talk about here is, uh, first, I think the answer to this goes back to what we said in the very beginning of the show uh, and the verse that we read. Uh, if we lose our saltiness, then we will be trampled on. Mm. Uh, if we yeah. do not continue to uh, maintain that saltiness, then yeah. it, it all crumbles. Uh, and the majority of Chapter 2 and uh, Mr. Simmons' uh, situation report uh, displays this very, very well mm. and shows exactly... Uh, that we have lost our saltiness. Mm, yeah. And uh, and something that Mr. Simmons pointed out with the help of uh, uh, Dreer, uh, that we we have lost. And that, but, but, that does not mean <laughs> we can give up. Mm. How, uh, this loss only further shows why we need to fight and why we need to... Um, Stand up uh, yes. and make our churches stronger. Yes. Uh, and also, we need to do it the right way. Uh, we need to have the mindset that all of this is doing for the glory of God. Mm. It's it's yeah. not for our own gain. Yes. But to thank God for him dying on the cross for us. Yes. Yep. Brilliant. Cool. Thank you very much, Jake, for for bringing that up. Yeah, that's that's really good, and and brings to mind, you know, you're you're talking about how this is actually uh, shows us why we need to keep fighting. It brings to mind that verse where you know it says God chastises those whom He loves. You know, right now we're going through um, a really difficult time. It's gonna get worse, right? It probably it could be worse. It might get worse if we don't start holding on and, and fighting back, right? Um, but God chastises those whom he loves. It unfortunately might take a little bit of, of un discomfort and, and potential suffering mm -hmm. on our part for to, to wake us up, to get us back out there. We've been asleep for so long, almost a century now, that this is what happens. God is, is giving us over to some of these evils and saying, this is what happens when you fall asleep. This is what happens when you stop fighting back so cool thank you for uh for bringing that up um all right joe hi <laughs> hi joe uh anyway um something that another thing that hit me is it's crazy to think about i i got to thinking on creation day and how when god created the sun moon and stars hmm to be give us a light in in the world um but another thing that got hit my mind was he in the in the beginning he was saying or the <clears throat> evening what he stated or what's stated in the bible is the evening and the morning were the first day so mm. it, it's interesting how he I, and I don't know, this is kind of a, a bunny trail. Maybe you can tie it back somehow. But it, <laughs> it just hit me that the evening 
and then you just have the you have the evening which is dark and then you have the morning which is light which is following the evening and maybe there's a correlation of the dark oh, I being see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dark being evil and, and then saying the how we need to be the light for Christ we need to be taking that light going out into those unbelievers because the there was more un maybe I can say more unbelievers <laughs> I mean if honestly if you think about our solar system and and in the universe there is a lot more darkness in 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 the sky I mean you can still see the sun but there's a lot of darkness and even even if you're standing on Pluto, at least with some photography, you which can... isn't now, it's now a planet. By the is way, is it a, a planet I'm, again? I'm just gonna say, <laughs> Pluto's back, y'all. All right, it, sorry, it goes go back and forth and back yeah, and right. forth, they and then a dwarf planet. Um, you can either still... Pluto's confused or we are. I don't, I don't know which it is. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, but you can still see the sun, and it, and what's interesting is, is you can still see the sun from a long. A long distance and, and and a far of the the light even if it's far off you can still see it mm. that's a, another correlation i like it it's a good analogy maybe it works cool, maybe Jeff. it doesn't hey <laughs> if it doesn't send us an email or if it does send us an email saying hey this was a great job or hey maybe if you would have um said it this way it would have been way better if you sent it this way said it this way i'm open to hearing more things but anyway back on my train of thought we're gonna get all sorts of analogies <laughs> sent to us via email so hey more emails right, I'll, I'll take it no, I'll, I'll take it all right so my actual answer to this question is one of the things that i find that he really makes clear in in this in these two chapters is our country needs to change we need to have a strategy. Yeah. Our country needs to change. <clears throat> he did mention that there were some strategies in in the book that are by different people. I can't remember all the ones that were in on that he listed, but there was a couple, two, three of them in there. I think. Does that sound right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's gonna get to more too. That eventually. that he lists, yep. but he did say none of he doesn't think any of them are the perfect one. There, there's not a perfect one, and that's that's our problem with our yeah. our, our country it's... you know that's that's interesting that you bring I'm, I'm really sorry to you know disrupt your flow there but <laughs> it's really interesting like just to go off of that you know um there there is no perfect strategy because there's all sorts of different scenarios mm -hmm. i don't know if you're going to get into this a little bit later but you know he did simmons did bring up the fact that different uh, uh, situations require different strategies, right? Mm -hmm. For for resolving those situations. So, yeah, that's that's cool. I'm sorry, I just had to bring that I, up. Go ahead. <laughs> that's right. Um, and it, it's just crazy to think that there isn't a straight black and white mm -hmm. answer that yeah doesn't happen without repercussion. I mean, if we were had the straight yes, this, no, that, there would definitely be repercussions um we have to ease into some of these things i think jake was talking about we have to ease into some of these different strategies to get to our ultimate end goal hmm. um because you can't just drop the the complete government right now say welfare is done um healthcare is done what else um <laughs> there was another thing that i was thinking earlier we were saying roads um yeah. 
we, we can't infrastructure, just yeah. we can't just drop all that say and say all right the uh, the government now gets to hold their sword and only the sword is what they can do that's gonna ca- create a lot of chaos yeah. and, and destruction yep i honestly could see a lot of riots that came after after that if yeah. that's something we did yeah so it takes we time. we do have to take time <clears throat> into getting to our end result yeah but again there's not a complete black and white end result so it, it's one of those things it's it's hard on to some, figure on some levels mm-hmm. yep yep yeah i can give you that yeah um but we also can't just say all right you get um everybody's now a farmer we're gonna distribute the entire f- land up to be farmland and here's your land do what you want we really can't do that either because what about all those people who were on welfare who are being like, oh, now they have this all this land, but they don't know what to do with it because right. they didn't have the yeah. capability, understanding. I mean, there's... It says teach a man to fish. It doesn't mm-hmm. say just throw him in the river and see what happens. No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It... Here, have at it. Grab one with your mouth or something. I don't know. <laughs> just go get in there. No, that... Get a fish. <laughs> No, we, we have to help equip people to get back into society. And granted, I'd love to see that as a um, a strategy. But he um, Simmons also did say that's <clears throat> not a the best strategy either because because of how our um, economy is, how our society is. Is I mean. If we were all farming and just farming, then we wouldn't have people who would be able to invent tractors, mm. cars, roads, so forth and so on. Um, houses even to honestly think if we were all just farmers, just farming the land, sure, we would try and invent something to come up. But the productivity would have been really decreased. My my thought process and opinion. Um even though God did um, send Adam and Eve just, all right, you're out of the Garden of Eden and here's your farmland and now make do with it. You have to now farm for your own food. We can't really do that because us as a big society, we are way bigger than just two people trying to make a living. <laughs> cool. Awesome. That's that's what I – oh, that's really <clears throat> isn't answering the thought for salt and light, but – Cool. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, thank, thank you, Joe. Yeah, I know. It's sometimes it's like there's information that you have to get out there. You know, you read this and you're like, I really want to share this. This is really good. I like the way the book stated it. But I've already filled up my other questions so much. How do I get this in? And it's like, all right, I know this doesn't and, really answer the question, but I do need to talk about this a little bit. So that, and was, I guess, that was all right. And <laughs> that I guess good. So the way to tie it in is we need to change as a yes. society. Yes. We have to get rid of these um sodom marriage whatever we have to get all these lesbians we Mm -hmm. we need yeah people to wake up and see this is a sin this is what they're doing because i do think one of the reasons why we haven't gone through fire and brimstone yet is for when there is a lot of christians in the united states because if you if you read it was uh who was pleading that was asking oh, yeah. yep, yep. if there was only if there was just 10 men or if there was just one man in there yeah. would you spare this yeah land and 
I can't remember the, remember the entire story, but yeah. there's the idea and um, the answer was yes. If there was just 10 good men or yeah. one good man, I yeah. would spare them and there wasn't. There wasn't. Yep. And I think that's why we are different is because we do have our country is Okay, I can't really say is a Christian country much longer. <laughs> we're on the way down, but we're not all the way at rock bottom yet. No. But we're almost there, yeah. But yep, I hear you. That's how we can be salt and light. We have nice. to fix the government or we have to influence. fix all areas of society, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. There you go. You brought it you brought it back. I there, brought it there in a circle. Is. There it is. You did it. You achieved your goal. Nice. <laughs> all right, bravo. Um, okay. Um, so to be a preserving preserving force in a society salt right you need to understand the problems that you're up against raymond simmons in chapter two his sit rep of america um again that's situation um what is that sit rep oh goodness i forgot the word i don't even oh, oh goodness representation why am i th- oh report situation report that's what it is <laughs> good grief all right his situation report of america um he outlined this in, t- in uh, chapter two And he said there are two fundamental problems that he believes are responsible for most of the cultural collapse that we see today. Two fundamental problems. These two problems are autonomy and pluralism. Um, On page 11, Simmons says, The core problems, the root, is the philosophy of human autonomy behind Marxism. The idea that man can develop his own laws and ethics apart from the Bible. Marxism is but one branch of human autonomy. You get rid of Marxism, but not human autonomy, and there will be another problem on your hands just as dangerous, end quote. On page 12, Raymond Simmons adds that Jesus was not opposed to law. He did not come to abolish it, after all. But he was opposed to laws made without recognizing and aligning with the laws of Scripture. Laws not rooted in the ethical system of the Pentateuch, were, uh, and this is, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. It's a quote from one of these passages, but I'm not sure which were the tradition of men, according to Jesus. And then he lists Matthew five thirteen, and, uh, oh, look at that. Matthew five thirteen. How about that? Hey. And Mark seven verse eight end quote. Continuing his thought, Simmon adds William Blackstone, whose writing was very influential on early American politics, shows how we used to think of the law of God. He writes, and then this is William Blackstone's quote, It is binding over all the globe in all countries and at all times. And that's the end of Blackstone's quote. This is the rest of Simmons. Not only have we lost the principle that our laws are supposed to reflect God's laws, but we have also lost the idea that the law, not a person, is king. In other words, in a covenanted society, we are to bind ourselves to obey the laws, not a particular person. Today's politics is more about power and personality and what the people want than about the law. For example, the media's coverage of the 2020 election did not focus on the law, but on what people were saying, end quote. Raymond Simmons goes on to discuss the second evil he associates with the collapse of our society, pluralism. On page 13, he says, the root of an unrighteous society is pluralism, end quote. 
And he defines pluralism as the idea that mutual worldviews and life systems can exist side by side, end quote. We've discussed this a bit in our previous episodes when we opposed the idea of religious or philosophical neutrality. Later on, uh, later on in page, let's see, this is page 13, Simmons gives varying levels and outward manifestations of pluralism, which I would highly recommend you go back and read, um, but... Uh, I didn't have time to include all of those. There's there's four that he lists, and then he lists another subcategory of them. I I'd highly encourage you to grab this book. Um, again, if you don't if you can't find the link on our Gab page, please send us an email a trd show at protonmail.com, and I'll send you a link to grab this book. I highly highly recommend you have this book and and put it on your bookshelf, and don't forget to read it. <laughs> but for times like this when I didn't have time to stick all of those that list in here. It's good to have this as a reference. And so go to page 13 and, and check out that list that, um, that you see there. That's really good to read through. Um, but I believe the most important takeaway from this section is what Simmons says on page 15. He says the type of state-sponsored pluralism we have today is essentially rulers who take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. That's Psalms 2, verse 2. This is the opposite of kissing the sun, and it puts us on the wrong side of Psalm 2, end quote. And if you haven't, you know, read Psalm 2 recently, I'd highly encourage you to read that. It applies very closely to our current predicament. Simmons explains that when a nation is not following God's law, they are being pluralistic. They are worshiping false gods and will eventually face God's wrath. On page 15, he says, God did not cancel our obligation to his ethical standards for the civil government in the New Testament, and those standards do not allow for pluralism, end quote. When we allow for idols in our country and society, we will face the same end that Israel did. Simmons sums up chapter 2 by stating that our societal problems are structural in nature, human autonomy and pluralism. These are the engines behind secularism, Marxism, statism, institutional infanticide, uh, sorry, that's murdering of babies, abortion, essentially, institutional abortion, state-sponsored sodomy, and all the rest, end quote. Until we address... These two issues, we will not make any real progress towards our goal of preserving our culture and making our society a shining light that other nations look to for freedom and hope. So, I hope that was beneficial. Um, I think we're really starting to get into some very practical, uh, very practical things. Not that we haven't in the past, but um, I think some of these things are, are, are so practical, you can start implementing them yourself very soon. I mean... If you had a family and your kids were going to government school, the last, you know, couple episodes were very practical too. <laughs> you know, get them out of there. You know, you don't put them in, in government indoctrination camps. Um, but for the rest of us, you know, these sorts of things are, are really helpful um, when we're trying to figure out what can we do? How can we start fixing things? What can we start doing today? So I'm really excited to uh, continue reading through this. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a really cool book. So, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up? All right. It's it just keeps getting better and better and better. I mean, I think our shows just are getting <laughs> better topics, more yeah, topics, yeah. more we're, in we're depth getting the hang of topics. This we're getting the hang of this. Well, that too. But <laughs> our topics keep getting topics, better and yes. better. I hear you. Yes. Yeah. Now let's just hope that it continues that way. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm sure. It, well, I can't say it. I'm 
almost positive it will. I hope it does. <laughs> hey, at least our content will get better and better yes. each week yes, as indeed. we get more practice. Yes, our presentation methods. All right. Indeed. Cool. Well, thank you all so, so much for listening to us today. We really appreciate us. Uh, we appreciate us. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. I am tired. I appreciate, we appreciate you uh, watching us or listening to us. Um, don't forget to share this show with as many people as you can. Uh, go to our website, which is trdshow.net, and share that link with as many people as you possibly can. We really would appreciate that. And uh, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. Looking forward to, um, I think there's been like, what is it, three four or five different uh, things we brought up today where we're like, oh, yeah, send us an email about that. So send, send us an email about at least one of those. Even if it, you've already sent us emails in the past, we still want to get your emails. If we you, want to hear from you. If you can't tell, we want emails. We want emails. We, we are waiting for we more do. emails. We, we, want, and we want emails. We want to flood those emails because <laughs> yeah. we keep getting spam emails. Oh, I know. We, we need to get better, yeah, 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 better yeah. emails. Let's, let's get as many audience emails as we do spam emails. How's that? Is, hey. Is that that, we, that works. Can we ask for that? I think that's not too much to ask for, right? Just Maybe for, more. For, yeah, pretend you are an internet spammer and send us emails at the same frequency. How's that? Hey. That works. works. All right, there we go. Um, so, again, that address is trdshow at protonmail.com. Looking forward to getting at least one email from some of you. And, um, yeah, thank you again so much for watching, and we will see you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do is unto the Lord.